You're listening to Being Jim Davis. It's like Wagner's ring cycle, but longer <laughs> and with slightly less anti-Semitism. <laughs> I mean, that's yet to be determined. Uh, uh, you so know, far. When, yeah, so far. Yeah. Not that My name much is John Gibson, and I'm Jim Davis. My name is Christopher Winter, and I'm Jim Davis. Chris, it's March 2nd, 1980. We are looking at the yep. 623rd ever Garfield strip. What's what is what's in store for us today? Huh? John, huh? tell me. Huh? In, huh? What's it about? In today's Garfield, Go on. John, the 623rd ever for Sunday, the 2nd of March, 1980, John Arbuckle may have a bone to pick with Garfield after today's episode. Now, John, I didn't write the synopsis and haven't looked at today's episode, so I can only assume it involves the murder of one of the major characters and someone burying burying the body or or burning the bones or something. Hmm. Well, let's get to it. Okay. Panel one. John is a happy person. Why is he happy? I'll tell you. He's Uh holding a... Hmm. Well, chicken leg, I'm going to say. Yeah, a drumstick for sure. A drumstick. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would have guessed turkey. Clearly, he says chicken later on. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That was hence the pause there while I went and figured <laughs> you that gotta out. Had to check. Uh, okay, John looks not only happy but also supremely dumb. Um, <laughs> wide eyes. Tongue? Yeah, it's well, it's the combination of the tongue sticking out towards the left. The wide eyes, innocent of any sort of thought processes. Um, the way he's staring at the chicken leg, but not eating it. Just like staring, staring at, at it, it thinking and like... And holding it directly in front of yeah, his head, like eye level. Like he's thinking, this chicken leg looks delicious. What should I do with it to get the taste in my mouth? <laughs> Um, yeah, and he's holding it really close to his eyes, too. It's yeah. like he's trying to read something written on it, maybe. John, John Q. Arbuckle, this week, over the course of this week, goes through this incredible character degradation, where Monday, panel one of Monday, he seemed like a commanding and authoritative Roman emperor lounging on his throne. (laughs) Panel one today, Sunday, a scant seven days later, Mm. just a moronic simpleton. Mm -hmm. Um, Incapable of performing any of the most basic skills. Yeah, he devolved, didn't he? He really did. Some major devo here. Um... (laughs) Panel two, John Arbuckle's attention is uh, captured by some object at his feet. He's, he's still holding the chicken leg exactly as he had been in the previous panel, but now he's sort of looking downwards. Mm-hmm. I'd also add that he has done a complete 180. It's true. He's pivoted around so he the was chicken leg. standing, holding a chicken leg at mm-hmm. eye level. Yeah. And he turned around 180 degrees, and now he's looking down at something on the floor. Yeah, but the chicken leg remains where it was. 
it's like like he kept it he kept it fixed in place no i think the chicken leg is rotated halfway around i think think? i think yeah i think because yeah it looks to me like it's held toward the camera now Mm. i guess it it sort of looks to me like the chicken leg remained uh exactly where it was but John Arbuckle's body rotated, <laughs> rotated around, around its it. axis. It, it did not revolve around the chicken leg, I don't think. I think it rotated around uh, its own axis. I could be wrong. Mm, I think that would necessarily bring the chicken leg in a little bit. Maybe. Yeah, I guess he also revolved around the chicken leg somewhere. Right, because if you look at his arm, mm-hmm. like in the first panel, it's held straight out uh, perpendicular to the camera. Right. In this panel, it's parallel with the camera or his the upper part of his arm i mean you know what what we really need here is a fixed point in the background so that we could triangulate the position of john arbuckle's head the chicken leg and that that third fixed point like without seeing a window or something it's just kind of impossible to say remember when there used to be like all kinds of weird fucked up furniture yeah, and all those crazy shadows. I mean, we still get the shadows sometimes, but they used to be um, like now. You've got a you got three kinds of shadow. Just about you've got the horizontal line, and the slanted line, and very occasionally like the uh, convex shadow. Mm-hmm. Um, but there used to be like weird curly cues, and it really looked like there was a poltergeist in John Arbuckle's house. And there used to be like furniture besides. Just Besides a chair the depression and, chair and, and and tables. Yeah, Jim Davis Qu- tables is question really, mark really really just he's gone and and I guess this is appropriate for the 1980s. He has gone super minimalist. Hmm. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. I mean, it's it's almost like this strip was drawn by John Adams. Mm. You'd, ra- yeah, you'd I rather really I say Philip Glass? That. I'd rather, yeah, I think I'd rather you said Philip Glass. I felt like Philip Glass was the easy pull, and John yeah. Adams was, you know, taking it a little further. I don't think it's rhythmically interesting enough to be John Adams. Fair. Fair. Like, it, it, John Adams, I'd expect a much more, a much more, um, much more of a focus on obligato. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, and things really in, and, here in and out, in and out of phase, maybe. Yeah, that would be I, Steve Reich. Ah, that's who I was thinking. That's of. That's who you were thinking that's of. That's who I was thinking of. God, this, honestly, that, this, Chris, there is egg on my face you, right now. If you want to know what minimalist composer this reminds me the most of, mm-hmm. Terry Riley. I, I really regret because that I didn't guess Terry Riley. I was, I was about to say Terry Riley. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I I know everybody probably expected me to say Lamont Young there, but I, I I I didn't go for that. I think Lamont Young would have been a fair guess. Lamont Young, it would just be it would just be the chicken leg and nothing else. Or or I'm like even for some like of the avant garde works of John Cale. Um, I don't really know John Cale. Ah, uh, yes, may not be worth there may not be worth your time. I'm glad that we had a chance to talk about Lamont Young and Terry Riley, that they're getting their name checked. You know, it's not just sticking with, oh, Philip Glass, blah, 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 you know, with the occasional, like, nod to John Adams or Steve Reich. I feel like Terry Riley is appropriate because when I look at this strip, I mm-hmm. feel like I'm participating with it. You know? Do you? 
Yeah, a little bit. Like I feel like I, it, it feels very approachable in that way. Like like yeah, it's I could be. That's fair. I could be standing in my own room, rotating around a chicken stri- a chicken leg. We've all been there, John. We've all stood in our rooms. <laughs> yeah. Well, revolving around a chicken and or turkey leg. It's it, it it looks implied to me that that like this this one is very process driven in that way mm. that it feels like a, a Terry Riley like um you know uh, interactive piece. Yeah, yeah. John, would I be taking things too far if I also if I also suggested at least some influence here uh um from Andy Warhol? I mean, look at the no, look think, at the repeated panels of of John Arbuckle in not exactly the same, but quite similar poses, but mm-hmm. with different colored fluorescent backgrounds. Like yeah, th- no, that's, this, that's to me, looks a lot like a like a, a Andy Warhol arrangement. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess third, I guess we're about done. In in the third panel, the camera cuts mm-hmm. to John's legs on uh-huh. the, and it's implied that there's a floor there because Garfield is sitting there yep um in just a white void mm-hmm. um in fact the wall is not even visible anymore but you know this yeah. is a this is sort of your panel too yeah of, because of there's this, no there's no uh, uh line around it no mm-hmm. box around it John I just want to compliment you on your decision to say the camera cut to John Arbuckle's feet rather than panned down to John Arbuckle's feet. It's it's clearly implied yeah, to be a smash clearly cut. It's clearly a smash cut. It's not this smooth, easy pan. Definitely a smash cut. It's certainly not one long shot. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. This this ain't no good fellas. No. Uh, I, uh, or touch of I evil think, or some I other think, reference. Or, uh, the reference I want to use is Morton Feldman. And I don't know why. I feel like if oh, Morton composer Feldman, Morton he Feldman, so many long takes in yeah, his music. I feel like if he had drawn this only as a video, it would have been a pan rather than he a would smash have drawn cut. it. But it would just be like a grid with some dots in in it in like <laughs> random places. Yeah, probably so. Can we put? Can we put like a, a Morton Feld like the Morton Feldman score for this? Garfield strip in in the po- in the yeah listeners will find extensive in listeners will find extensive background information on Morton Feldman Philip Glass uh, who else did we say John Cale Steve Reich John Adams Lamont Young Terry Riley might as well and throw Earl John Brown Kale, in there. Earl Brown and Earl Father Hines. All right, yep, that's all that's the composers all gonna be I feel like listing. Uh, panel four cuts back to John Arbuckle, and he's now holding that chicken leg, as he was before. Mm-hmm. But he's not holding it as he was before. <laughs> he's holding it now aloft yeah. in the air above his head, mm-hmm. arms stretched up. It, it looks to me like he's also standing on his tippy toes, yeah. but I yeah. can't confirm that. Sort of as if, as if John Arbuckle were the Statue of Liberty... And the chicken mm. leg were the mm-hmm. torch of freedom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or whatever the torch is of. Give me your tired, your poor, your chicken legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. John is now, uh, is, is looking down at where Garfield was, uh, looking angry. And he mm-hmm. says, oh, no, you don't, comma, Garfield. Panel, panel four, four, name, four drop. name drop. This chicken leg is mine. Yeah. 
identifying it simultaneously as a chicken leg and as not Garfield's. Okay, now I'm thinking Fred Jevsky. Did you ever listen to Fred Jevsky? Uh, is that the same as Frederick Jevsky? Yes. Yeah, I li- I, I just I call him to Fred. Some- I don't know him as well as you do, but I listen to some Jevsky now and again. There's um, an excellent Eighth Blackbird record that's just called Fred, and it's uh, like I haven't heard that. Just some of his music. What are, What are um, we talking about? Like North American ballads or? Uh, the one, it's like, it, uh, God, it's like, it's like a fringe title and it's, it's like something about sheep. Sounds, that sounds like a Jevsky thing. Yeah. And the score, it's like, it's kind of similar to a Terry, Terry Riley thing. Like the score mm. is like two lines oh, and yeah? it's just a melody and mm-hmm. it like, it's like, it's like one note and then two notes and then three notes and then it just gets like, you just keep repeating it, but you mm-hmm. just do like one extra note each time. Uh, and everybody does it at once, or at once, not at once. I'll, uh, look, I'll listen to some Jevsky now and again. I like Jevsky. That reminds right. me of this strip. Okay, panel five. Right. John, th- this is a redundant panel. John is holding the. He's See, still this holding, is why this is why I detect the Andy Warhol influences. Here. Yeah, he's still he's still holding the chicken leg up in the air. Mm-hmm. The background is purple. He's looking down at Garfield, but he's no longer angry. He mm-hmm. is now. Alarmed? Alarmed, I guess. I would yeah, say alarmed. Yeah. I would have said lavender rather than purple for the background. Mm. But, um. Yeah, lavender, mauve. Look, am I going to look up the hex code? No, I'm not. We don't do that anymore. That would be weird. Yeah. I wouldn't say mo- mauve, though. Like, well, I, I would call m- that. I, would I call definitely that. wouldn't say mauve, but I you don't said say mauve. mauve. I would call that and Perry, then there's mauve. I would call that um, periwinkle before I would call it mauve. You think everything is periwinkle? Maybe everything is periwinkle. Who's to say? Oh, okay. Panel six. Man, you ever think we're all just periwinkle? <laughs> it makes no sense. Panel six. Garfield is. Walking up, John. I, I just googled the term. I just Google image searched periwinkle, and I think you can make a very strong case for that background being periwinkle. Yeah, that is a color that he uses a lot. Yeah. Garfield's walking up John's arm, walking sideways, mm-hmm. vertically, walking up. Yes. Uh, walking scaling, towards the chicken leg, scaling up John Arbuckle's arm like a Swiss person, scaling up the a north face of John Arbuckle. That, yeah, that is the excited noise. look on his face. John, I actually sort of like this panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, John's face is sort of like half visible behind Garfield's butt, which is sort of eclipsing it. Yeah, uh, I, you know, it, it's look, vaguely humorous. This has not been a great week, but panel, um, as you say, panel six pretty funny looking i like the look on john arbuckle's face mm-hmm. yeah pretty it's not funny. my panel of the week i think my panel of the week is uh, uh roller skating john arbuckle from yesterday mm, yeah that, i think that's fair i don't know if i'm even gonna announce a strip of the week mm. to be a quite strip honest of the week yeah a strip of the week or a panel of the week i feel like this week didn't earn them mm. i haven't well, really i haven't really been paying attention because i've been trying to google 
what's the difference between lavender and periwinkle with like two fingers while I do some other stuff? Well, okay, there's two more panels to look at, so I'll just go ahead and dive into them. So in the seventh panel, the penultimate panel of the strip and of the week, Mm -hmm. Garfield is uh, now descending down John Arbuckle, um, Mm -hmm. whose face is also humorously semi-visible from behind Garfield's body, and Mm -hmm. um, everything else is identical except the chicken leg has been modified. It is now just a chicken bone. Yeah. All the meat is gone. Garfield ate it. He ate the chicken leg. He ate it. He ate it good. That's a thing Garfield does. If you've, John, if you've, if you've podcast about Garfield, as long as you and I have, you know that one of his primary characteristics is that he eats a lot of food. Chris, in the eighth panel, Garfield reaches the floor and thinks, let's hear it for Claus. Yeah. Uh, nothing to say about that. I I was going to speculate that it might be a reference to the song Let's Hear It For The Boy, but it obviously isn't. <laughs> Don't think that song had even been written at this point. <laughs> uh, doesn't seem like it. It yeah. doesn't seem like it. Seems boy, unlikely. This is a really... Denise uh, Williams, John. Let's Hear It For The huh? Boy, released 1984. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yes. this is not a reference to let's hear it to the boy. Let's hear it for the boy. Rather, it is a foreshadowing of the Denise Williams classic, Let's Hear It for the Boy. Yep. Jim Jim <clears throat> Davis, much like the legendary Cassandra, did not have his warnings, you know, his foreboding of the coming of the Denise Williams song, Let's Hear It for the Boy. Uh, those those warnings went unheeded. Well, you've been listening to Being Jim Davis. Plus a change, plus c'est la même chat. Hell yes. You can support the program by leaving us a review on iTunes or whatever. Why not visit beingjimdavis.com and follow us on Twitter at beingjimdavis. You can also follow my personal Twitter account at inscrutabletaco. And I'm on the internet. Thanks for listening and good night. Thank you and good night. was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows.